back to Tuesday night meetings. Amen. Yeah. Uh, it's good to see everyone. We're excited about these meetings. Amen. Uh, just want to start out by thanking all of you for coming. You know, I know that um, these meetings are not mandatory, and I don't expect you know every single person to be here every night. Like uh, I said before, some of you are busy with work. I know that, and uh, others may have you know certain duties that will call them away from this. And of course. You know, not everyone feels like they, they really need to be here every night, every Tuesday night. But I do believe God has this meeting for a reason. Amen. Yeah. And I believe some people ought to be here, and some people probably ought to be here every single time. Amen. I know I should be. Amen. Amen. And I believe God wants to do something in our midst. Amen. It's, it's not just another oh, it's another meeting we have. If we have that attitude, it's going to uh, amount to nothing. Amen. So. Um, you know, these meetings are mandi- are not mandatory, but I encourage you, if you can make it, and especially those of you who are younger, you know, I know there's some of you who are really not young men anymore, you're pretty much grown men, amen? But uh, if you can, I encourage you to make it and be glad to have you. So tonight, um, I believe the Holy Ghost is going to have us do something a little different uh, than I've done before. Um, I'm assuming this is the first meeting we've had, I don't know when shut them down for the summer, but I know we haven't had, had, had them in a while, so uh, seeing that this is the first meeting back, I just feel like God wanted me to do something a little bit different and lay on my heart today, so I'm just going to share for a little bit here in the beginning tonight what God has laid on my heart, and I just believe God wants me to reiterate what the purpose of these meetings are, and uh, then we're going to have a couple of songs of worship, and then we're just going to pray for going to touch on what I believe God wants us to pray for here in a moment. So, briefly here tonight, number one, just believe these meetings are for the glory of God. You may say, well, that's obvious, but, you know, so it's so easy to get your eyes and your mind on the cares of this life or on the pleasures of this world or the entertainment of this life and to forget the reason behind the things that we do. You know, all that we do in this church, um, you know, they, the, the, why we have church, when we have church, and why we do the things that we do, they're for the glory of God. Yeah. And they bring Jesus' glory. I was talking to Brother Wesley today, and uh, we were just, it was just a conversation, you know, and, and I'm, he brought it, I mentioned the fact that, you know, I believe that my work is for just me driving the truck. As long as I'm in a right spirit, and I'm doing what I believe God's called me to do, then it's worship that's unto the Lord, amen? In a no. sense, it's an act of worship unto God. And, uh, you know, it's easy to forget that sometimes. If you're right. not walking in the Spirit and being led of the Holy Ghost, it's easy to forget that even the mundane things of life that God has called us to are bring Him glory, yeah. amen? And how much more uh, meetings that are ordained of God and for His glory. In Romans chapter 11, 36, it says, For of him and through him and to him are all things. Everything's of him. To whom be glory forever. Amen. In 2 Corinthians 4, 15, it says, For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. Amen. That ought to be everything in our life. Ought to be bringing glory to God. And I believe that, of course, is what... Know, something we all know, but I believe God wants to remind us here tonight. These meetings are not just another meeting. Amen. They're here, and that goes for every meeting here. 
Amen. Every Wednesday night and Thursday night at Brother Timothy's. Sunday night, prayer meeting, whatever it may be, they're for the glory of God. And we need to have that mindset. Amen. These meetings are intended to minister unto Jesus. Amen. Amen. We need to have that mindset when we come together that we are doing this unto God and not unto men. That's important. You know, if you're just coming here because everybody else is, and if I don't come here, you know, I get bad. Well, then you have your mindset is unto men, not as unto God. But if you come here with God has a meeting that's here, and I'm not saying that you should or shouldn't come. I mean, that's between you and God. I don't if you say God don't want you here or has you doing something else, amen. You do it. Praise God. But I'm saying if you do come here, you ought to have them. If you're just dragging up here because Tuesday afternoon meetings are starting now. I'm going to be extra busy. That's a horrible spirit. That's right. If you have that spirit, you'd be better off not even coming. That's right. I, I could be fixing my truck. I could be doing this. That's a terrible. I could be getting more yards done. That's an awful spirit. And that's right. an awful spirit about any meeting we're having. Yeah. Thursday night, if you have that spirit and you're dragging that up in Brother Timothy's on Thursday night, you're cursing the whole thing. Right. You're cursing all of us who want God to move. I, I want to see God move. Amen. And I'm believing that you want to see God move. If we want to see God move, then we're going to have to have a right spirit when we come in here. So you can't be coming just because, you know, and on the flip side, you can't be coming because you want to see your buddies. If you're just here to see your buddies, you're not here to glorify God first and foremost. Amen? Yeah. You need to be coming first and foremost for Jesus. Secondly, these meetings are for the edification of the body. Amen? Again, I, you know, well, that, that's pretty obvious, brother, but you know, I believe God wanted me to touch on it. So the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14 and 12, even so ye, for as much as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that ye may excel to the edifying of the body. That's what we're here to do. First and foremost, glorify God. But secondly, I want to have something to give to my fellow man. And as we minister to Christ, Christ will minister unto us. Amen? Yeah, no. Not that we're here to seek God to minister unto us, so to speak. But God will minister to us if we'll just do what he asks to do and bring him the sacrifice of praise. Amen. The Bible says in Ephesians, and we've been reading this verse in uh, you know, the regular services, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. I believe that these meetings, every meeting that we have, uh, these included are for the edifying of the body of Christ. So we need to have that mindset when we come in here and, and um you know, I've been convicted uh, over recently about myself. You know, as God's called me to, God laid on my heart to have these meetings. And I need to, like, you know, our pastor's been preaching to us. That this is our calling. And if you are here and you believe God wants you to come to these meetings, and you're somewhat to a degree, not as much as I am maybe, or I guess you shouldn't say that because he's saying we're all called the same. But you're called to a degree, Amen. To these meetings, and you ought to take it seriously. I think in times past, that is something that, you know, maybe uh, has hindered us or hindered me. Is that maybe we just didn't take it's not well, it's not real, you know, it's not Sunday church, you know. And I'm not trying to say it's, you know, up there with the regular churches, but I'm saying it has an important part to play. Yeah. God wants us to have these meetings, amen? Yeah. And God wants it to edify the we should have the mindset that God can and will use us if we consecrate ourselves to Him. Amen. And that has been the, uh, the cry from the pulpit here recently, too, I believe, especially us from the second generation. 
is that, hey, God wants to use us. And he will, and he can. But we're going to have to consecrate ourselves fully unto him so that he can use us. There's a reason why you were, you know, the other day, uh, my wife, we were looking at something, and she just mentioned that, oh, I wish I could have been born in 1870 or something, or 18, uh, I mean, uh, 1960 or something like that. I don't know. It was some time frame of time that she thought was, you know, wonderful or whatever. And, and, and you know, I agreed with her that it seems like it would have been better to have been born at that time than in the 2020s. But immediately after I began to agree with her, the Holy Ghost convicted me. And he said, no, I could have had you born in 1950 or 1960 or 1970. But I didn't. I had you born in, you know, 1991 and you'd be alive during the 2020s. And that's my will for you. And I, you were born for such a time as this. And I have something for you to do in this period of time. And that's the way we ought to all think. God has had us born for such a time as this. And we can give ourselves to him and he can use us. Amen. We have the attitude that it's just another night. We'll forfeit the blessings that God wants and desires to pour out on us through this venue. And again, you know, this goes for every meeting. I'm speaking specifically here tonight about the Tuesday night meeting, but uh, and I'm getting to something, you know, most importantly, I believe that God wants to say to you, but I'm saying these things for a reason. But that goes for every meeting. You know, yeah. I'm sitting here thinking about as I'm writing this down and God is giving this to me and I'm thinking, you know, about the Thursday night meeting. You know, it's uh, you know, and, I, and really every meeting, I think probably, you know what, my dad said this to me the other day as I was asking him some questions after the message on, that he preached on, and just saying, you know, well, you know, what about revival and some things, and, you know, he just brought up to me, you know, if every person would come to every church service fully expecting, with everything in their being, wanting God to move and expecting him to move, we probably would have revival, amen? No doubt God would move in our midst, and he would honor that. And uh, so there's a great, I believe there's a lot at times in, 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 uh, in our midst that yeah. you know, we're, not, we're not coming fully expectant. Right. You know, there may be, there's always the temptation to, you know, think, well, this is just, you know, Tuesday night, or this is just Thursday night, or this, just to float, amen? Well, we need to be fully engaged. You know, I want to leave here, and I, I believe we should pray for this, and uh, this ought to be all of our prayer, that we should leave here and leave any other meeting that God has ordained in our midst, stirred, and this is the will of God, that we're stirred to a deeper and more intimate walk with Jesus. If you're not leaving here, trouble, or any meeting, trouble that, that I need to, I need to pray, and convicted and encouraged to press deeper into the Lord Jesus, there's either something wrong with the ministry or there's something wrong with you. And I can tell you right now, there's nothing wrong with the ministry, at least in the regular church. Because they yeah. you think what you want about my, these meetings or whatever. But, but I can tell you right now, there's nothing wrong with the ministry of this church. You know? right. And the truth is being preached. And so yeah. if you're leaving here and you're not encouraged to seek God, perhaps it's because you came in here with a lazy spirit, a lethargic will, not setting your heart to seek God. And so it just bounced right off of you instead of you being, oh, you know, the Bible says, Break up the fallow ground. Because if you've ever seen hardened ground, I mean, I know all of you have. Uh, you know, it's, it's uh, you try throwing some seed down on some hard, uh, just, you know, ground that's been baked in the sun for a while, that, that seed's not going to take root. It's hard. It's going to be very hard for it to. It needs something to come along. And when farmers, you know, plant something, what do they do? They till up the ground. They get it all tilled up. You affix 
go plant a deer plot, you go till the ground up. You get it broken up. Even if it's not, you know, perfectly furrowed and the rows are made, you still got to break that ground up to some degree so that that seed can get in there and that water can get in there. Well, that's what we do when we come in before the meetings and we're praying and we're seeking God. That's what we're doing. We're breaking up that fallow ground, preparing our heart to hear what God wants us to hear. Yeah. And uh, thirdly here tonight, these meetings are an avenue for those who are called to preach to hone and sharpen their gifting as a preacher. Amen. The Bible says, Proverbs 27, 17, iron sharpened iron, though a man sharpened the countenance of his friend. So I believe God, when I first, you know, when he first laid these meetings upon my heart, that was really the primary purpose is to provide an avenue for some of us who are called to preach um, to you know, hone our gift. Amen. That doesn't mean I believe you should get up here and just practice saying a speech. Amen. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about you learning how to hear from God, have something to say from God, and be able to be free from the fear of man, be free from yourself you know, um, consciousness and to deliver what God wants you to say. Amen? Amen. That's what you, if you're going to be a preacher for the Lord Jesus Christ, that's what you're going to have to learn how to do. Amen? God wants to use you. And he wants to use you as his oracle. And what do we know the Bible says about speaking as an oracle of God? It says, let him, if any man speak, let him speak as an oracle of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God given. You know, I could preach, I started reading that scripture, well, that's dangerous for me to put in there. I could preach a whole message on that. But do it as of the ability which God given. You know, don't try to be someone else. Be who God created you to be. Uh, get up here and just speak as God gives you, uh, you know, as God gives you the word, you, you get up here and speak. Be prepared. Have something to say. That God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, whom be praised dominion forever and ever. Amen. You know, I want to say for those of you who are very, very young, and I don't know that there's that many of you here. Um, there's, I don't even, I think, how old are you, Luke? Are you the youngest one here? So Luke's 17. So that's really, maybe it's not that young. They're really all men here, amen? Yes. You know, when I say that term, young men, I actually was thinking about this. You know, I really believe that's not so much referring to the age as it is the second generation. Young men who are called as a second generation in this church. And uh, I'm definitely not young anymore. I'm 30, and I'm young compared to you. I'm a grown camp. I'm still up here thinking I'm a kid. so much your age as it is that, you know, there are, there are men who have gone before us, who have taken the land, they've fought for things, they've uh, established conventions, they've gone before us and, and uh, put out landmarks, and it's up to us, though, if this thing is going to continue, some of us are going to have to get a vision, you know? yeah. and if any of us are going to do anything for God, we're going to have to get the vision that they got from the source that they got Right. We're not just going to, you know, Joshua, the Bible says he was Moses' aide, and I believe that Moses taught him a lot. God had him Moses' aide for a reason, because he knew that Joshua was going to one day lead the children of Israel. But there's 
point, we all know in the Bible where it says that Joshua stayed in the tent or in the tabernacle and sought God on his own. Now that's going to have to be in our testimony if we're going to carry this thing forward. So I want to say to those of you who are inexperienced or have very little experience preaching, you know, don't allow the fear of man to hinder you. That can hinder you. If you're afraid of what people think, if you're thinking, well, and then again, don't live here and say the devil get you saved or something stupid, but just preach the Bible, amen? Yeah. But don't be afraid of what men think. You should be more afraid of what he thinks. Amen. 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 That ought to be your heart. That ought to be, when I get up here, I want to say what God wants me to say, and I want to say nothing more, and I want to say nothing less. Amen. I want to say exactly what Jesus wants me to say. Secondly, you ought to have something from God. Don't just, you know, well, this is Tuesday night. So, you know, I, or, uh, you know, you just go about your day, and I don't know. I, I remember one time when I, early on, when I was a young preacher, that's exactly what I did. I, I had prayed and prayed, and I didn't feel like I had something from God, so instead of getting in the Word of God and really seeking God, I just kind of kept waiting, like, for osmosis, for a thought to hit me, and I came pretty unprepared to preach the time I was called to preach. It was embarrassing, and it was a very, a great learning lesson for me, because I really wasn't seeking God to have something from Him. God's not going to give something to a man who's just, you know, wandering around the yard looking at birds or caught up in the things of his life. If you're called to preach, you need to be calling on God. God, what do you want me to say? I want to have something from you to give to the people. And then you need to believe that God has given you something. You need to be confident in that. And if you really get something from God, you will. Right. But you need to believe that. And don't let the devil lie to you. Well, you could preach on this. To pray through till you're sure, and this, you know, this is just practical advice. And I'm not near as experienced as other preachers, but I believe that you go talk to Brother Britt or Brother Charlie or anybody who knows anything about preaching, they're going to tell you the same thing. You need to pray through till you know this is what God wants me to say. This is what God is leading. This is what He's laying on my heart. And usually, it's going to. It may just be a general thought that you will have to work on and develop. But uh, you know, you need to believe that God has given you something to say, and not just get up here like, "Well, it's just you know, I'm just saying what it's everybody says, and it's probably I mean anything's not that big." No, if God's given you something to say, you need to believe that it's important, yes. and that God wants it to be said, yeah. and that people need to hear it and take it seriously. Amen. Amen. And for those of us with experience, you know, I'm not saying that any of us in here have lots of experience, but. There's some of us that have more. You know, we need to make sure, the same goes for us, all of the above, but we also need to make sure that we don't, you know, kind of like it. Amen? You need it. And uh, I know that we can be busy. You know, if you are part of the preaching list here on Tuesday night, then to some degree, you are agreeing that God has called you to preach here on Tuesday. Not to some degree, you are. You're agreeing that God has called you to preach here on certain Tuesday nights. Well, that places the burden of this being your calling somewhere upon you, amen? Yeah. And so you don't need to just take this like, well, you know, again, I'm not. This, but how you prepare and how God lays the message on your heart and all that is between you and God. I understand we're busy at times. But let's not count it as privilege, amen? Yeah. Let's not just, well, you know, I had to work, so I just threw scripture down you know, because I can. No, we need to make sure we have something from God and we are here to say what for those of you who come and you're not on the preaching list, if you feel like God wants you to come, 
they view me on a far from being a play. And uh, that's that all encouraged me, and that encouraged me tonight, just thinking about that. Like, some of you are not on the preaching list, but God still has a part for you here. You are here to help encourage us, amen, who are preaching. Amen. amen. And you're here to hear something from God, amen. amen. And, uh, hey, it's a blessing that there's those who God sends just to listen to the preacher, amen. And you have a measure of Christ that you want to bring. You're not on the preaching list. Don't you? Oh, well, I just got to go because you know my dad. No, you want to come knowing that you have a heart to give, and that if you're willing to hear, if you're willing to give your part, then God can move. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and uh, finally, here tonight, you know, I believe God wants us to be consecrated to the beams of grace. And I just prayed. I had a thought today. I was going to preach, and uh, the Lord prayed.
Thank you, Lord. 